Hey, and welcome to another episode of Ask Mom and Dad. I'm Greg. I'm Tanya. <laughs> and we're sitting here at the same table. Why you looked at me? Yeah, I looked so at you. Say so you my could, name. Yeah, that was it. You you are you are as usual. My wife proves mm -hmm. to be the most intelligent person in the room. She can pick up a visual <laughs> cue. The problem is though, if you would have looked at me, I would have just looked at you like, huh? What? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> You're skilled, and I'm not. I'm lacking oh. in the skill set. And that's just a reality of what it is to be male in America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, and so, uh, welcome to our life. We are going to talk about a couple, a lot of things tonight, I think. And um, we've been chatting some things, chatting, chatting prior to this about things to talk about. And um, I, I, first off, let's see, we're gonna. Um, I've I've had one of those days. Have you ever had one of those days where you're where you're where you're like focused on something and then you um, aren't then you aren't well no it's for me it's more like I'm focused on something and then I go oh man I've lost my focus I need to get back to it and I, and, and it's night because the day has passed while you were not focused on it I like lose entire, Nobody, I know entire it's not blacking out for the record with, I don't drink <laughs> um, so I don't know. think it's blacking out if there's been any I think disturbances it's more that you stay up way too late so therefore during the middle of the day you're just kind of it's your normal sleep pattern you know and you just kind of zone out well that's a secret i didn't want out there <laughs> I, are you sure it's not that i'm blacking out and doing some superhero stuff and then coming back and, oh that's possible i mean yeah. it's all possible has there been any disturbances in the force over the course of the day because i've been <laughs> what force? i don't know it depends on which 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 philosophy you ascribe to which comic strip yeah or, which comic strip mm -hmm. are you in in the dc world the marvel world or the star wars world i think star wars is its own world right so Probably. it's a disney world though unfortunate i mean fortunate it's a disney world the point that i'm getting at here is there's a lot of philosophies out there a lot of different ways we can look at the world yeah, and, there are. and so and i know are real. you didn't think i was going to get a segue but <laughs> i had a segue in this going somewhere and one of those things is you know that we deal with in philosophies is which what's right what can we trust i mean granted we can draw from all of these fantasy philosophies mm -hmm. to um to they help illustrate a point. They make life interesting. <laughs> and, they, and storytelling is the way in which we communicate. So when we have stories, even if they're fantasies, even if they're stories that we've made up, we use them to tell greater truths, greater principles. Yeah, and um, But nonetheless, we're all trying to get our mind around information that's going to help us survive life mm -hmm. or, or have a legacy of life that lives beyond us that can be a little bit more... Um, that we would have some meaning Extends to why we're doing us. this. We're not just we're <laughs> not just animals on this planet eating grass and you eat grass. Well, salad. It's the same oh. thing. It's it's our version of of it, right? Yeah. We eat leaves. We're rabbits. We're not just rabbits on this planet <laughs> eating. No, that opens a whole can of worms. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. Well, we could go anyway. around about. <laughs> what can I say? I mean, we're hoping we don't eat worms either. Purpose, just to be I clear, think is what you're saying. Yeah. Purpose point. Relevance. Well, and leaving a little bit of something in our wake that says this was important or this mattered or um, pointing to something that for us at least would be eternal as opposed to just stop when we die, right? That's what you were trying yeah, to say. Yeah, and, and let's just frame it this way. As parents, and since this podcast is called Ask Mom and Dad, <laughs> we want to make sure that our kids are carrying forward something that has meaning. Our legacies live through our children, right? And so... And, well, it's not just there, obviously. If you don't have children, it's going to be, you know, whoever, whoever, you, affect or whoever you affect or whoever you influence. There's a lot of people out there who, who are very busy trying to influence other people's children that don't have children of their own or know what's going on. But that's a point of bitterness with me. So let's move on. <laughs> 
people without kids telling us people oh. with kids, you know, you know, <laughs> no, like telling no, you what it's like to to have your child with a midwife when they've never had a child this before, a, and they're telling yeah. you how it's the stupidest thing they've ever heard. Or of. the other angle on that, when other families help to raise other people's kids who have struggled or whatever. We're going to get into that probably next podcast, but yeah, that's you a, that's had some families point. who spoke wisdom into your life, and you were thankful for that. Yeah, that's surrogate families after the fact. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> true. I mean, people who fill in the gaps for you and and help you sort out knowledge. And um, for for me, yeah, or uh, apply it maybe, <laughs> or apply it. Yeah, because because that's the thing is knowledge, right? So we live in a world that is full of information, like way fuller than information. I can think back to you know. Um, the Apostle John, when he wrote the book of John, and he said, if all the books of the world were to try and take what Jesus did in, on earth, they wouldn't be contained. If he had a concept of the internet, he might have rethought that closure. Um, all, <laughs> no, the, think... all the internets could never control the entirety of what's going on in the world and the what is being held is out there. That there, they couldn't be written even. Like there would, there's not enough time, enough people, enough... Studio um, burst. Uh, just, you know, energy, whatever, to get all of that written. I think that was kind of what he was saying. And then the volumes would go on. And I think that's true for the Internet. I think there's lots and lots of writers out there, lots of people trying to give all their angles on wisdom and whatever. But only some will stand. Only some will, will last. Only some will be passed on, even in cyberspace, <laughs> because it's not... It's not that everything was meant to even last forever, I don't think. Some of God, I mean, obviously, what God purposes will last. Well, people search the internet all the time um, nowadays and, you know, looking for how to live our lives. Or, Okay, first off, let's just take the difference between wisdom and knowledge, and then we'll talk a little bit about that. And then I have a question. Uh, okay. Uh, first off, <laughs> knowledge is what we just talked about. It's information. It's all of the details, you know, if... John's comment at the end of John. If, if all the books of the world, all the information volumes of the world, the time it would take the, to write down what we saw and experienced in three years of Jesus' life, you know, it couldn't be held. It's just that's, that's how vol voluminous it was. It's a hard word to say, voluminous. <laughs> um, but So informationally. It's information. The question yeah. is, what do you do with that information as it applies to your life? Um, the old adage, you know, to know a tomato is a fruit is knowledge to know not to put it in a fruit salad is wisdom. In other words, it doesn't apply to a fruit salad. It's, that's not the right mix of things. <laughs> I would say that I have that same issue with so many different ingredients in the kitchen. I don't know that I should put this spice into something because, you know, I don't have the wisdom okay, to know. Okay, and then there's the other angle on know that you've been talking about recently in your sermons that are, are is a little more experience and life and, and truly understanding something that's deep and, and touches you and is part of you so there's knowledge that kind of rests in an informational setting and then there's knowing something which is more of a ingesting it in intimately and then there's wisdom that's a, a complete other angle on this right it's it's more of right. how well, we're okay, going to so use these the experiential aspect of truths. knowledge uh, okay first off we use the old testament and the new testament or let me rephrase it the greek and the hebrew worldview of things for the Hebrew, um, or for the Jewish person, the idea of knowledge, the word know, um, is is an experiential word. It, has, it covers like a vast, like oh, 900 odd usages of it in the Old Testament. And it, it's oh, vast, wow, yeah. Any, everything from the breaking of a covenant deal 
or of a contract to um, sexual en engagement. It's, it's broad. To know something is, is an experiential term. Um, in the Greek concept of, of no, we get the word gnosis, um, there's, is, is, is a little less um, broad. And the idea that it's a, one is that, that acquiescence to information, and then the other one can get into the experiences aspects of it as well. But so they've kind of pulled this out and made it its own little thing. So um, defined it down, defined it out a little bit. I don't know, down is the right word, but find it out. So that's why you would have Jesus saying to a Israelite, um, to the Jews, and Jesus actually says, you know, the Greeks seek knowledge and the Israelites look for signs. He's saying pretty much the same thing. He's just saying to the Hebrew, you're looking to know, and the Greek is looking to know. You know, <laughs> one's wanting information, and that's, if you give me the information, you convince me, I'll follow. The other ones are going, if you show me, I'll follow. So to some degree, the, the Jewish were show me state Missouri people, you know, I'll follow if you're <laughs> yeah. bad jokes, convince moving me. on. <laughs> so you get the idea there. So there's a, there's a concept difference in this, the cultural understanding and the language. Um, but what we're dealing with here in our culture is we are more Greek in our mentality. So we have this knowing that doesn't necessarily involve experiencing. And the Greeks weren't wrong to break that out. I mean, in, this, in the sense that, you know, I, I know it's sunny outside, but if I don't go outside in the sun, I can still, in, if I'm in the yeah, sun and I feel the sun, I know, I, I know it mm -hmm. both experientially and, you know, so I can categorize. It doesn't make it necessarily wrong. But the Greeks were fascinated with this separation of experience. Yeah. To it. And that's why an entire theological construct comes out of it, where they would be to escape the physical, to get into a gnosis, the secret knowledge, to find this thing and to, and to live in this ethereal okay, so knowing Okay, so is the realm. secret knowledge closer to what wisdom would really be? No, I think what we're talking about with wisdom is what do we do with the information? Um, now that I know a thing, how do I engage it in my day-to-day -day life? Apply it. Yeah. How do I use it? How yeah, wisdom is, is more about turn it into how am I doing life? Depth or something? Right, right. And so I think that's the thing that I think that um, we need to understand is one is to have the information. The other one is to use it properly. Like I said, tomato, fruit mm -hmm. salad, they don't go together. A couple things come to mind. First Corinthians chapter three talks about human wisdom and the folly, like the foolishness of human wisdom. So just living everyday life, throwing around this or that, you know, information and trying to apply it or whatever. I don't know exactly. So. No one should deceive himself. If anyone thinks he is wise in this age, he must become foolish so that he can become wise. Um, the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. Since it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness, and the Lord knows the reasonings of the wise, that they are futile. So no one should boast in men, for all things are yours. Anyway, he's sounds like he's saying that this wisdom... God's wisdom is accessible to us, but it's not something that's natural to us, right? That we don't... Okay, and now we're talking about God's wisdom, which is, is the thing. So the wisdom of the world. So if you take that, if anyone amongst you thinks he's wise in this age, so wise about when? Wise in the times. In other words, he understands the times. Um, he thinks he's... It, among, he must become foolish. That's the worst fix ever. It's the, he must become <laughs> I am not a trained broadcast professional. Backing up, sorry. He must become foolish so that he can become wise. In other words, he needs to be willing to wash away his own ideas. Yeah, realizing that his are are based on foolishness. Yeah. Well, he says he catches the wise. It look if you if you go here in verse nineteen, he catches the wise in their craftiness. So he's using the word wise here in the idea that there is such thing as a human wisdom, which is where he starts with, right? So wisdom and craftiness are. 
what do you do with information you craft it into life so that's the way i would read that i would say so if he catches the wise in their personal mm-hmm. craftiness their own idea of how to apply knowledge right you know hitler was a really easy example of that he deemed that jews were the problem for everything and so to craft mm-hmm. that into reality just wipe out the jews well that was not the truth, and that was very, very poor judgment on his part. So um, you get the idea. So there is there is a human way to do something. In, in Hitler's case, the proverb, in the end, it leads to death, was flat out, you know, lived out, not only to what he did to others, but what wound up with him eventually. So the question is, what is the wisdom that is needed so that we can live this life effectively? And what you just mm-hmm. led us into is the is the concept that the wisdom that we need is not our own wisdom. Yeah. It's not a community wisdom. And that it sounds like from that passage, it's far from the natural wisdom that we think, quote, is wise or whatever, in the sense that things that we would. Well, let's 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 come back to that. Let's let's circle back to this in a minute. Let's um. Let's let's say, what are the places that people look for wisdom? Okay, right. let me read this chapter and why I was asking that question anyway. Because that's this is what made me think of this. <laughs> yeah, sure. Read the chapter and um, well, this this few pieces not the of whole chapter. No. Read the book. Start in chapter page one. Finish on. Well, the answer is verse thirteen. I'll come back to the answer in just a second. But um, what what I was reading and kind of questioning before I kind of saw, oh, there's the answer for whatever it was. Um, that God, it's Job, and Job is talking about, to me, he's kind of talking about this subject, like what is, what are leaders and what is wisdom, whatever. So he says, um, God leads counselors away, stripped, and judges he makes fools. He loses the bonds of kings, looses the bonds of kings, and binds a waistcloth on their hips. He leads priests away, stripped, and overthrows the mighty. He deprives of speech those who are trusted, and takes away the discernment of the elders. He pours contempt on princes and loosens the belts of the strong. He uncovers the deeps out of darkness and brings deep darkness to light. Um, He makes nations great and destroys them, enlarges nations and leads them away. He takes away understanding from the chiefs of the people of the earth and makes them wander in a trackless waste. Anyway, it's it's kind of just interesting because to me, these are what we look to. A lot of times we look to counselors or we look to... Um, in your read, I got judges, right? In your read, I got counselors, judges, kings, priests, the mm-hmm. mighty, the trusted, the old, the princes, the strong, the darkness, mm-hmm. which would be the Greek gnosis, the mysterious knowledge. Okay. Um, nations and chiefs, which we have a commander in chief. So, uh, uh, um, yeah. you there know, you there's so yeah, the the places that we traditionally look and governments are listed here in a couple of different he, in different ways. He says mm-hmm. these things. So it sounds as if. Obviously, God is kind of attacking all the different sources that we think we usually look to for wisdom. And I say that we usually do because this day and age and the things we're seeing on our streets these days uh, kind of right the opposite. Yeah, kind of feels like we're all searching for, I don't know, mob rule, which obviously would be the judgment or the wisdom of what? 20-somethings? I don't really know who all's out there, but it seems as if it's not a corporate, just uh, wisdom-seeking. But, and obviously, verse 12, I mean, and verse 13 are the answers to this. For what I was struggling with was, um, why would God break all that down? 
And obviously it's because in his hand is the life of every living thing and the breath of all mankind. Does not the ear um, test words as the palate tastes food? Wisdom is with the aged and understanding and length of days, but with God are wisdom and might. He has Where counsel you again? and oh, understanding. Did you reference that? So I'm reading Job 12. Job 12. That was, I heard, yeah. I knew Job, but I didn't get the 12th I part. started with like verses 16 through um, 24 or so, but verse 13 is with God our wisdom and might and his counsel yeah, he has counsel and understanding I was thinking um, as, as you were thinking across my mind in the absence of clear leadership chaos emerges <sighs> yeah and um, that's your tweet of the day yeah um, so our kind of question is what are we doing these days when there seems to be no wisdom or it seems to be difficult to find those who are wise they're there they're speaking they're just not loud and boisterous like the riots or the mobs or whatever we're kind of hearing from right so how do we how do we, how do we do function with, yeah. in these days of where how do we function in a world that's going down? crazy around us yeah i think um you know that's the that's the question of the day how do i how do i what do i do in a world that's going crazy you know how do i how do I operate when the, the how things do I find I've wisdom when the systems on fail? Before. Yeah, because we've depended on these systems. We've depended on knowing that. Well, we've said uh, even on this podcast before that our country was built on a foundation that gave us systems and laws, and and for the most part was a pretty good um, structure for civilization to be built on and. By civilization, I mean civil structures for laws and for governing bodies and for cities and, you know, towns to operate and whatever. And it has functioned fairly well. It seems to be breaking down these days, and that's because I think the trusted places of uh, wisdom have been either doubted, cast in doubt, or shot with arrows, <laughs> I guess, in Well, that yeah, I, you're, you're right. We are living in a political age where the American um, system in, is being challenged in a way it hasn't in, in a long time. Uh, whether that's good or not, uh, I don't think a challenge is ever a bad thing. I think that the way things are being challenged right now is a terrible thing. <laughs> um, I'm not going to hold my cards close to the vest on that because I, I think we're creating, that... we're creating chaos where none needs to exist. We can't solve problems by refusing to... Um, to uh, find a common ground to have a conversation. Now that's, maybe we'll talk about that next time a little bit, but because I mean, well, at the, at the recording of this is today um, was the uh, verdict for the Derek Chauvin trial and the George Floyd um, death in, in uh, Minnesota. And uh, you know, that our justice system came down with a verdict and, and we followed some things. I was reading um, real quickly on that. I was thinking about, uh, Thomas Jefferson made the comment about, uh, what did he say? I wrote it down, I think. Let me see where I put it. Um, and we'll come right back to it. I don't want to spend much time on this. But uh, yes, I wrote it down. Where did I write it down at there? There it is, I think. Um, it's better to toss up a cross and pile, which is in his day, heads or tails, a coin. Better to toss a coin in a cause than to refer to a judge whose mind is warped by any motive whatever in that particular case, but the common sense of 12 honest men gives still a better chance of just decision than the hazard of a tossed coin. 
So, mm. you know, the idea is in this point, he's saying, you know, 12 honest people. So the idea of th at this point in the country, they're, they're, so they're putting together a jurist system like we enjoy today and today. And we had 12 people that came out with a verdict. So, but there's questions and people are coming around as to still the kind of country we live in, how we can impact and influence those kinds of things. So that's, again, that's today's singular event, but this has been a cultural thing mm -hmm. that's that's been in question. You know, we see people um, rioting in the streets. I, uh, the meme I saw this week that was kind of made me laugh, it still does make me laugh, laugh today is that you, no, I don't want to say that one out loud, I don't think. There's a few, a few things that they make me laugh. You know, you apply the right discount code and you can just walk in and take what you want. Uh -huh. It was, um, but... Uh, Anyway, well, I don't want to get hung on it because the question for us at okay. this table is what, I'm sorry, is what is it that we need to for our family's sake? How well, do we live our lives in a way that gives wisdom well, so they can live effectively I, in the world? And I want to say I understand where people are, how people are feeling like let down kind of by uh, what we have depended on to be wisdom. And that's what I'm, what I'm talking about, what I'm questioning. Um, Isaiah 5:20 says, "Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and shrewd in their own sight. Woe to those who are heroes and uh, valiant men mixing strong drink, who acquit the guilty for a bribe and deprive the innocent of his right." I'm just I'm just discouraged that the wisdom that God offers us people don't seek they don't want it they they in fact want to create their own sense of uh right and wrong and justice and whatever and it it's difficult for a christian who would tend to want to see um the world the way god sees it to you know to try to hold on to the principles that god has taught us that he is wisdom that he is right and just and he will put the world right eventually you know he vengeance is mine says the lord but in the meantime what do we do when these things are breaking down around us that's that's what my question was and even job saying that god is wise but he will break these things down this is something that kind of i guess has to be broken down like you said it's not something that shouldn't be broken down in the sense of it it cannot build itself up and there um, I think it's Colossians that says against the knowledge of God it those lofty things have to be torn down in order for us to look to God sometimes mm -hmm. but I think it's getting to a desperate place because this country has been in the past has tended to to at least believe in the premise of looking to God I don't maybe maybe we haven't been as good as as I thought um, that we had tried you know but Maybe that's where God is breaking it down to, to remind us or to show us the places well, I mean, where it's... Okay, so it's the, the reality is this. If we, in my, my, my view, the reality is this, that whenever you have one person, you have one system of beliefs and there is no chaos because that one person is unto himself. As soon as you add a second person, there's conflict. And the larger that group goes, there's potential for conflict. The larger that group goes, the potential for that gets larger and larger. America's huge. Mm -hmm. and yeah. um, massive and Bigger so the idea of us you know um, we've we have people literally people in this country who can't believe that the election went the way it did in like november and i could say that's true for both the winning side and the losing side both of them i can't believe it went the way it did because they they see the world so differently 
And then in those groups of people, there's factions that break down because they're, again, you, what you asked was when our systems fail us, we have a people who are looking to a human system, the craftiness, go back to Corinthians where you talked about the craftiness of men and he catches the wise in their craftiness, right? So he, God foils that we, we are crafting our own solutions and the Bible tells us that a man is wise, a man who is wise in his own eyes, eventually is going to wind up leading people to, and as well as himself, down the path of death. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if wisdom begins and ends in the heart of men, then death is the end result because mankind is destined to one life and death. And then after that, the judgment. So if the person is looking for um, the solutions from within his own craftiness, to use the term, then he, there isn't going to be any hope. So the answer to the question that we can muse upon for a bit is um, he must, that what, what Paul is saying here, no one should deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks he's wise in this age, the wise person of the 2020s or the wise person of the, because right now we're in a new age, right? A new decade, the 2020s. He must become foolish so that he can become wise. So the first thing that you've got to do if you want to become wise is be willing to let go of your own craftiness. Be willing to say, maybe, and it's really not as complicated as I made it sound, maybe it's something as simple as saying, maybe I'm not right. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe someone else has an idea that's, yeah. Maybe there's something bigger than me. And and if you're in if you're in a position of politics and power, that's much harder because you're the one that's supposed to be right. Um, you're the one that's supposed to have the answers. But I don't think that our constitution, um, our our government, excuse me, in our constitution, but our government is structured for one person to be right. Our government is structured so that many people um, are coming together to try and seek a right, not their right, but a right to seek what's right. And there's a much better. Ch- I mean, our government was designed to be slow and lazy because, because well, and because um, human beings and the, need to slow down. Yeah, and the advice of many counselors, there's wisdom, right? So, our government was set up so that there wasn't just one person or one branch even that would be able to control the the narrative or the whole uh, thought process of of the nation, right. right? So that I think our founding fathers were less optimistic about human beings than that. Mm-hmm. I think that they were more pessimistic. They, they'd seen ty- they'd seen tyrants. Keep in mind where America's coming from. They're coming from what they are seeing as tyrannical rule that they're, they're not, they're not considered at all. They were really, we were of no thought to the and kingdom, the monarchy. That was the monarchy. We, they, we were a, a, a place in which the monarchy could receive wealth. They mm-hmm. had no interest in taking care of the people that were on the other side of it. That's the way Americans saw it. And so they, they wanted to set up a system that was, inherently crippled in its ability to do anything but the most important and basic tasks. So it works slow and labored to make well, any changes. Well, knowing that individuals could be, would be able to govern themselves. Right. So the, 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 uh, the belief was that we could, the individual could self-govern, would be given liberty to function within a reasonable societal structure, mm-hmm. but that that societal structure would not easily be able to become a tyrant over it. So yes to the first thing you said which is there's wisdom in, in council. They started, that's the whole point. They had all the states coming together and they were having this constitutional conversation, right? What do we do? Are we going to rebel? Are we going to, and they fought about that for a long time. There was always in the existence of the colonies, a conversation and they split and divided and had a, it almost had a civil war among themselves about whether to pull away from England in the revolutionary war. They had to work to get everyone to come together on that as well. So there's always been this 
debate debate and so i think our founding fathers understood we're all humans <laughs> we <laughs> may come to some good what? craft <laughs> on our own but god is the only one who really knows and our best bet at hearing god's voice in all of this is that we're all talking yeah. and that and that we set up a structure so that no one of us can take the ball and run with it and ruin everything before we have a chance. And I don't think that, I don't know that they would hear, would, would word it this way, some of them would, before we have a chance to hear what God is doing or to actually receive the counsel of God. Mm. So I could make a point off of that. It's interesting as I'm thinking about it and I'm talking too much, but bear with me. My thought is, isn't it interesting to think of it this way for for you and me and a simple application. We are best suited, designed, if we take the wisdom of our founding fathers and combine that with what we looked at in 1 Corinthians. Is it 1 Corinthians we're looking at here? Yeah. yeah. Um, in the idea to say, I might be wrong, to be willing to say that maybe I'm not that wrong, to set up a system around ourselves that keeps us from running off and doing something stupid before we can do it. In other words, something that's there to trip us up. The the government is... <laughs> talking about marriage? No, well, marriage can be... <laughs> marriage exists to stop me from doing what I want. No, exactly. it's not what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm talking about, I think I meant, I'm talking about like but... the church. I think that the yeah. community of the community of Christ, we are given that so that we have people around us who can say, you know, Tanya, that's probably not the best idea for you to do that. And you're like, but I just, but God told me to do that. Well, none of us here are hearing God the same way you are. Maybe we should have a conversation about that because we do tend to think that when we have a great idea, it's probably God talking to us, right? Um, I don't know know about you, (laughs) but I've been pastoring long enough to where I've had more than a few people tell me that God told them something. And I'm going, I don't think so, sweetheart. Um, (laughs) It's not God. Uh, uh, Mostly men. Women don't, you know. Well, that's a pretty fair bet. And you call them sweetheart? Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, when um, they're the really, really is, not that smart, I yeah. might just say, I don't know so sure. Okay. I'm not so sure. The point being that even, and I was serious about marriage, it, to, to some degree, God has given us these institutions, these these safety nets that we can trust each other, that we that we should humble ourselves, submit ourselves a little bit to, to someone else's ideas because ours are not going to always be the top notch best like you're saying and it might not be that we have a bad idea but we may need a support system around us even to carry out what a good idea would be but but all those angles on uh on life on wisdom makes it so that more people around us usually will will lend to um check checks and balances like what would be in our country whereas right now what we say what's the difference then why does it seem right now that we have an, a, a movement out there that feels mob-ruled and, and no wisdom applied? Instead, it's shout and get your way, plunge through, even destroy things so that you get your way. I feel like that's going to be our next talk is going to be about these children running rampant. What are these adults supposed to do? To, the children have run know? amok. And yet we have a few Who gave the kids the keys to the car? Sorry. into it. <laughs> trying to act like they have some sort of wisdom to add and seem to be stirring up the pot worse. I believe that God has given us some wisdom that we should be pulling on that we're not, basically. Yeah. And and I think that what's, you know, the, the big question here is how do I find, um, you know, where do I find wisdom when the system fails? 
Well, <laughs> first thing is we're asking that question because there's an assumption that the the the, the inquirer has is saying, you know, I've looked to government, I've looked to what you, what you listed in Job's, I've looked to the old and wise, I've looked to um, the, the powerful, the powerful, the counselors, the judges, the kings, the priests, the mighty, the the trusted, the the mystic knowledge, the whole list of things, right? The chiefs, the commanders and chiefs, the government. Um, and I would even say that the church could fall into that. I've even tried to find it in there. What do I do when it seems like the world's going crazy around me? Um, who do I trust? Where do I go for wisdom? The answer to that is is the first thing you do is you acknowledge that maybe the reason you think the world is going crazy around you could be something in your own reckoning that you need to say, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's something going on here. But then the second thing is, where do I go to find true wisdom? Well, Job reminds us that only God has that. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul reminds us the same, that we need to be willing to let go of our own, but then turn right around and say, so what's the thing to lean on? And and to kind of wrap this up here in a second. Well, and also to know that God is trustworthy with that. Right. So that the things we want, quote unquote, right now, seems to be justice and all these words that are thrown out there to um, even the playing field or whatever. To know that God is the one who's the author of all these things, the wisdom of justice, of of truth, and of seeing full view of things not just one little perspective which is all we have we don't have the full view of things so when god says like in isaiah 61 for i the lord love justice i hate robbery and wrong i will faithfully give them their recompense and he's talking about um helping out the innocent ones he says i will faithfully give them recompense and i will make an everlasting covenant with them he's also talking about his own people he will defend them he will do what he said, he vengeance is mine, says the Lord. But we tend to want our own way, I guess. We want our own vengeance. Right. We want our own, quote, wisdom to make sense to the world or to, you know, publicize right. uh, what we think is best. And that's tearing us up. It's it's tearing, I feel like it's, it's dividing more than it is uniting. Well, and you again, and you have to be able to say, uh, for your own sake, I'm probably not the source of all things, right? Yeah. And so um, then you have to put yourself into a place where you can best be sourced, as it were, back to that which is. And we know that God is that. Um, that you know that Jesus is the one who says, I'm the way, uh, the truth, mm-hmm. and the life. In other words, the way for the Jew is that that's that speak about the experience. You're on the journey, right? I'm the way I'm on the journey. I'm the truth. I'm the information you need. I am something you experience truth fully. And and in those things, life exists. He's all three of those things. It's not something it's, it's not just knowledge. It's not just experiential. It's life comes from, from being and walking with the one who is the source of those things. So guys, I'm going to tell you this again. If you're not in a church, what's your problem? Why wouldn't you be in a place where there's a bunch of people, and I want to point out, are just as screwed up about it and confused about it as you are, and some very opinionated and some acting very much like they're deceived and think that they know the answers because they're all that smartness. Well, the reason you go to a place where there's a lot of people who have different points of view, but all are adhering to the Bible is because in that mix, the truth emerges. You know, Jesus' Jesus's wisdom is to be found amongst those spiritual leaders. 
and the people in your life. I think I'm mm-hmm. saying that right. And you're going to find the spiritual leaders that are screwed up too because <laughs> yeah, I they're going to make mistakes at least. I mean, I, I'm but not, they're going to point you in the right direction. That's well, yeah, I and I don't want anyone to be a follower of me. I was I was thinking about that the other day. Um, all the followers I have, so many followers. Um, <laughs> well, I think that's the downfall of so many large mega pastors in yeah. our culture is we somehow or another find ourselves beginning to without intending to believe in your own press or something like not, that's what they used and to maybe say. not even that the press that is being <laughs> believed is that it's not that we believe we're the all that but we think other people believe that yeah. we're all that yeah. so we're not acting on our own belief we're acting on we i don't know what they believe and i don't know what i believe but I'm guessing that they might believe something, so I'm trying to behave according to what I think they believe I'm supposed to be. If that made <laughs> okay. any sense to you, Not you really were bad. paying a better attention than I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the idea is I think we're acting in such a way as what we think other people want us to be. And we wind up tripping ourselves up. So believing our own press, maybe not even believing our own press, but acting so that as if we do. Mm-hmm. And then when yeah. our faults become known, then everything that, yeah, somehow that falls that apart. Yeah, up. So I think that there's humility is in it. Because if I can be like this one here that says, I believe that everything about me is foolish. I want to be um, uncrafty. Mm-hmm. I can have a lot of good ideas about things, but I want Jesus to be the one who crafts my my approach to lives. Maybe that and 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 how I how I apply things in life and trust him in that in all things. Does that make sense? Yeah. I don't I don't know too. if more I'm making more sense. Did, have we beat this horse long enough? I think um <laughs> I think I think we're coming to a point where I want to wrap this one up, and um, and I'm trying to think if we've left anything unsaid. That's all, that's really what I'm asking. Oh, Is there anything that we've left? Sure. Well, yeah, there's a I lot unsaid, a but there's more podcasts. We can do more podcasts. <laughs> okay. Um, and so I think next time we're going to talk a little bit more about justice. You brought that up already, and so if you're um, listening or and need a thread to hang on, or something? justice and kids, how to be judicial and how we destroy our children. What? So. <laughs> Okay. I don't know. We're going to talk about something next time. And um, it'll be one of those things. And uh, this podcast is brought to you by Wandering Minds and other interesting things that help you to lose focus and stay off task. I just thought I'd say that. And, hey, what can I say? That's all we got for you today. Thanks, guys, for listening. And um, if it made any sense to you at all, please send us back quotes and let us know what we said that helped. Anywhere. Or questions. Anywhere. <laughs> or questions. Well, <laughs> Quotes. I like quotes. If they're good quotes, send them back to me because I love good quotes. Put them in the contents. What is that section called up right there? Anyway, we're going to just shut me off. Right